Hi, so I'm back again with the second of the two-part series thinking about self-check systems for your belays. What I'm going to talk about in this podcast is continuing on from the previous one. Um, let's briefly think back onto the scoring. So um, if we've got a big tree or a spike that scores five, it may well be suitable to abseil off. And so you could argue that you could use it on its own. The aim of the scoring is to help give you some guidance for what makes a good belay for your rock climbing um, in terms of climbing up, but also in terms of retreating off a crag if you need to do that or abseiling into a sea cliff. And um, so often at the top of a crag, it'd be much better to use two trees or um, two rock spikes to kind of create a bit more stability within your anchors rather than just abseiling off one and being able to get pulled around. Equally, when you're building these belays, thinking about whether you should be sat on the ground or whether it's appropriate to be stood up is important as well. If your anchors are low, you want to be sat on the ground. If your anchors are high, then you can probably get away with, with being stood up. But you know what you don't want is your second to fall off. You've got low anchors, you're stood up, and you then get pulled to the ground, which means they're going to feel like they're falling. And um, there's a higher chance of you letting go of the rope as you get pulled down to the ground. So low anchors, sit down. Anchors sort of um, shoulder height and above, you can get away with, with being stood up. That's as a sort of general rule. Okay, the other thing um, as a generalisation about the scoring system is that the rock always needs to be solid and that you've got gear in different cracks so that they're um, independent of one another. So just to um, reflect on that scoring system, something scores five if it's a tree or a really big, you know, bigger than a body, solid spike, that would score five and I'd just use two of them and that would be fine, I'd be happy with that. The maximum score that a nut, a hex or a cam could get would be four and this would be a perfect placement, solid rock, pulling in the right direction, um, all good. If there's some lacking in a small amount of contact on one side or the other, then I would score this three and I want to score 10 to create a good belay. So with nuts, hexes and cams, that means that I'm going to be placing at least three bits of gear in each belay. And what this does is it just provides a bit of redundancy as you're, you're starting out and you're developing your skills and um, it means that you're going to be building nice, safe bomber belays. So the other part of this self-check is to check how you've tied all the parts together. And what I use for that is an acronym IDEAS. So we've got independent for I, directional for D, equalised for E, angle for A, and safe or screw gates for S. And the independent means that wherever possible, you've got gear in a variety of different cracks and that each piece is kept independent by a knot or a hitch between the, the pieces of gear. So whether that's a clove hitch back on your harness, if you're tying in um, to a piece of gear and back to you and then up to another piece of gear and back to you, or it might be a knot in a sling with a couple of bits of gear that you'd equalise together. You might use a sling to join pieces together and putting that knot in the sling is important to keep them independent. So in terms of 
tying the slings together, the knot or the hitch that you use on that is required to stop a failing piece of gear sliding, meaning that you slide down the sling and shock load another piece of gear. Okay, So the independence is really important. It stops different bits of gear getting um, shock loaded. And if you try to bring lots of bits together with a sling, what you can often end up with is not each piece of gear um, being equalised. And we'll get onto that a little bit, bit later on. Okay, so I'm going to put up some diagrams on Instagram if you're, you're confused, check out that post. So the next section was D, directional. All gear should be placed to pull in the direction that it's going to get loaded. And this is really important so that nothing gets pulled out. And so your position where you're stood or sat is really important in making that direction work. E is for equalised, and this means that each piece of gear is under e equal tension. So each rope strand... To, to each piece of gear and you has an equal amount of tension that it's under okay and that needs to be the same if it's a sling that you're equalizing the tricky thing with equalizing lots of bits of gear with one sling is that if you stand slightly to the side you can end up with some pieces of gear being less equalized than others so you need to make sure that you're able to sit or stand in exactly the right place if you brought things together with a sling because you can't just undo the knot and re-equalise it. Whereas if you tie in with the rope and you're going up to a piece of gear and back to an HMS carabiner with a clove hitch, up to another piece of gear and back, or even if you're going um, in reach, like straight up to a piece of gear and a clove hitch and then a bit of slack and a clove hitch, whichever system you're using there with the rope, you can adjust it and tighten it up to make sure that things stay equalised. And I think that's a great thing about using the rope in the system is it's quite adaptable and it allows you to make sure that everything stays equalised without having to untie any knots. You can just feed the rope through the clove hitches and then keep pulling that along until everything's nice and tight. The next bit of the acronym, ANGLE, is that you want to have an angle of less than 60 degrees and this means that the load gets shared. So the point at which the the knot is tied on a sling when you're equalising that or the point at which the clove hitches are attached back to you on your figure of eight rope loop needs to be less than 60 degrees but up to about 90 is okay and um, if you've got a wider angle than that each piece of gear ends up being much more loaded than than we'd like it to be really okay so if you're Thinking 60 degrees, that's sharing load. So say you've got a 100 kilogram load, there'd be 50 on one, 50 on another. If we just had two bits, or most of the time we're going to have at least three bits, so 33.333 on each piece of gear if we've got a 100 kilogram load. Once we're getting up into a 90 degree uh, angle, then it's not so much shared 50-50, or equally between each piece of gear, you for a 100 kilo load, you could have something more like 60 kilos on one piece of gear and 60 on another. So there's lots of really good diagrams out there. I'll try and add one into the Instagram post so you can have a look and see the changes in angles and how much they influence the amount of load that a piece of gear is under when the angle gets bigger. And then the final thing that I look at is screw gates or safe. So I'm going to check all the screw gates that I've used are done up 
and then once I've checked through that everything is independent, pulling in the right direction, equalised, the angles are the right amount, I'm sat or stood comfortably, I've got my belay plate and I've clipped it onto the rope loop ready to start belaying, that's the point at which I would shout safe down to my second, okay? And if I'm using a top or bottom rope or it's an abseil anchor, then that would be the point at which I'm happy to say, this is a safe anchor, I'm ready to use this and, and use it as is appropriate. Okay, so hopefully those methods are useful to you and the two things, the scoring and the ideas, linking together. They're by no means new, they're things that have been around for a long time and there are lots of other methods that, that people use as well. I know some people like to use a traffic-like system where they're happy that a piece of gear is good so it gets a green light and they need so many pieces of gear with green lights or perhaps a couple of pieces that would get an amber light because it's not quite perfect would then add up to a green light. So there are all sorts of different systems out there. Some people like to score out of 10. It's entirely up to you what you want to use, but hopefully this little structure here gives you a nice framework to work with and to help develop either your teaching of others or for yourselves in your development in building belays and anchors. So thanks very much for listening. And if you've got any topics that you'd like me to talk about, let me know. But otherwise, I'll probably have a couple of weeks now to figure out what I'm going to talk about next. So goodbye and thanks.